Welcome to the January 30th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive, in-depth market analysis every day and cover the most important stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. Right now, Bitcoin's at $3,440. It has been rising steadily for about two days now since hitting a low of $3,320 early on on January 29th. The rise back to $3,440 is a partial recovery from the losses we saw on January 27th into early on the 28th. Bitcoin dropped from that $3,550 level down to right about where it is now, actually, around $3,400, $3,450. So for the past over three days, it's been about at this level. And before that, Bitcoin was above the $3,500 level from December 19th all the way through January 27th until we saw that fall. In fact, people were starting to think this is a real support level because that VanX SolidX Bitcoin ETF was withdrawn from the SEC. People were excited that the VanX SolidX Bitcoin ETF, well, they were excited in 2018 that it would be a real way for institutional investors to like diversify into Bitcoin and it would cause a big rally because it was a ETF backed by actual Bitcoins that would have been available on the major stock trading platforms, but now it's canceled pretty much. And the news of it being canceled did not drop Bitcoin below $3,500. But then, inexplicably, pretty much, Bitcoin dropped below that $3,500 level without any bad news on January 27th. And this actually happened right after the CME Bitcoin futures expiration on January 25th was the expiration. And we often see, I did an analysis, a long article on Crypto.IQ. I analyzed every expiration since they launched in December 17, 2017. And basically, like the price of Bitcoin after the expiration is kind of either a support level or a resistance level. At this point, $3550, the price of Bitcoin after the January expiration has become a resistance level. So this could indicate the traders have gone short for the month. Of course, it's only been five days since the expiration. It could change. Maybe it could rally. It's still possible. Uh, but as of now, if this trend continues of us being below 3550 and if Bitcoin retraces downwards towards those monthly lows of 3300 then I would say this is certainly a month where the futures traders have gone short. Uh, we will wait and see. The other cryptocurrencies have been getting hit hard uh, in the past few days. But today, uh, things are up. Ripple's actually up 9%. I saw it was up actually 10% this morning. So it backtracks slightly. But XRP is up to a $13 billion market cap, according to this data on CoinMarketCap. I wrote an article a few days ago about how uh, Masari Research found that the XRP market cap was like double what the reality is because the circulating supply is a lot less, apparently, uh, than what's stated. Like, they say the circulating supply, I see it right here, is 41.2 billion ripple. Masari Research is saying it's like more like 20 billion ripple. It's a lot less than what they say. Uh, regardless of that, the price of ripple has gone up to 31.6 cents, up 9% today. Ripple's kind of leading whatever little rally this is today. But you know what also is up? Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash is up over 5%. It's at $119. That's a welcome sight for the Bitcoin Cash people. Like when Bitcoin went down from 3550 to 3400 a few days ago, Bitcoin Cash went down even harder. It went to only 10%. So it's getting some of that back right now. And Bitcoin Cash in general and Bitcoin SV. And Bitcoin SV is up 4% today, up to $67. Both of them have doing, been doing quite bad since the fork that created Bitcoin SV in mid-November. In mid-November, when that fork happened, the whole crypto market went down. There was like all sorts of uncertainty. Maybe some people confused Bitcoin Cash forking for like that actually being Bitcoin forking. 
It's not really certain why the fork had such a huge impact on the market, but regardless, the price of Bitcoin Cash went from over $600 before the fork to where it is now. It actually went below 100 at a point, but right now it's at 119 way lower than it, what it was. Bitcoin Cash was really one of the top cryptocurrencies, and now it's kind of like in the mix with all the other $2 billion uh, crypto market cap coins like EOS, even Tether, Litecoin, Tron. So Bitcoin Cash used to be like way above that. It used to be one of the top, and now it's kind of like floated down into the top 10 and not quite like the top three or anything. Ethereum's up 3% today, a little uh, regaining of what it lost. And Ethereum, of course, was at $1,400 in early 2018, and now it's at $109. So Ethereum's been having a really tough year. Uh, the D apps have not been used as much as people thought they would. And I was actually talking to one of my uh, friends last night. And he was saying, hey, like, why would someone use a D app if there's like three layers of stuff to do? Like, you, you actually have to send a transaction every time you do something in a D app. Like, you have to use some gas, some, which is like a little bit of Ethereum. You got to send transactions. It's like pretty much a pain versus just using a centralized app like Netflix or Facebook or, you know, centralized apps are actually a lot cheaper for users to use. And so maybe it's no surprise that there's only hundreds of users per day on the major D apps on Ethereum. So anyways, Ethereum D apps have not seen that much use. Um, of course, the whole bubble in the crypto space in general imploded. Uh, the miners have also been doing quite poorly, and that's had a feedback effect. The Ethereum miners have been totally wrecked by the price going from $1,400 down to $100. Of course, the biggest thing, though, is initial coin offerings have absolutely suffered. And we're going to be talking about initial coin offerings on this show. Initial coin offerings continue to have problems into 2019. The Securities and Exchange Commission, which is the SEC, they have been reopened from the government uh, shutdown ending. So they're open again for business. They're doing everything they do. And they have been really harsh on ICOs in general in 2018 and continuing into 2019. So we're going to get into that. With the rest of the market analysis, though, EOS is up 2%. It's at $2.30, $2.1 billion market cap, still way below what it was. It used to have, it was a $5 billion ICO, and I think the market cap at times went up to like $10 billion. Tron, TRX is like neutral on the day, but Tron has had like a rally of way over 100% in like the past month or so, maybe the past two months now. Uh, the reason Tron is gaining is because it's actually a platform that's used for smart contracts and dApps, and I saw some data today. Uh, Tron is gaining on Ethereum's usage. So, like, Ethereum has, like, not that many users per day, and now Tron's taking a share of that and growing. So, Tron is growing in the dApp field, and that's why it's going up the ranks on CoinMarketCap. Now it's number eight at $1.8 billion. It's been fighting for a while to try to overtake Litecoin, but it can't quite catch Litecoin so far. Litecoin's at number seven, $1.9 uh, I think maybe eventually Tron could overtake Litecoin. It's possible. But then again, it's gone up so much, it almost looked like a pump and dump. But now there's like some real fundamental reason for it. It's because Tron is being used to develop dApps, and some of the people that were developing on Ethereum probably went over to Tron, something like that. Stellar is up 2%. Uh, going down the list, Monero, XMR, the number one privacy coin, is up almost 2%. It's up $44. It used to be over $100 only a few months ago. So, I mean, the whole crypto space is pretty low compared to where it was. Dash, up 2%, but only at $70. Easily, that was over $100, too, not that long ago. Dogecoin, I always got to talk about Dogecoin because it's, it's a major cryptocurrency, even though it's sitting down there at number 23. $230 million market cap. It's down half a percent today. Dogecoin has been losing some market cap recently. I mean, like everything else, too. And the total crypto market cap is currently $115.5 billion. It's gone up a lot today, actually. Um, Well, maybe not a lot, I guess, relatively. It changes by billions of dollars every day. 
But today it's gone up $3 billion. It went from $112 billion about to like $115.5 billion. So this is one of the... It hasn't been positive like this in a little while. Like if you look at the longer term chart uh, for late January, it was around $120 billion and then it crowded all the way down to $112. And now it's coming back a bit. It actually went down to $111 at one point. And now it's crawling back to over $115 billion. That's still only about 15% above the bear market low of $100 billion. We could retest that low eventually. But right now we're in a little bounce back rally. It's actually being led by Ripple XRP. And Ripple, I've seen in the past, it's actually done this before where like everything's kind of going down. And then Ripple kind of starts the rally by going up a crazy amount. I'm going to have to look into that more. Why does Ripple rally all on its own sometimes and kind of pull everything up with it? All right. So going into our first story of the day. The chat app Kik, K-I-K, launched their cryptocurrency, Ken, K-I-N, and they actually raised $100 million in their initial coin offering. And now apparently the Securities and Exchange Commission is coming after them. Apparently a few days after the Kik ICO for Ken, K-I-N, uh, they got like an email saying like, hey, you know, give us some info. And apparently it started kind of friendly and they happily responded to it, according to the CEO, Ted Livingston. But then it ramped up. It became more questions and then subpoenas during the winter. Of course, we're still in the winter. And then uh, now they're asking for formal testimony in Washington over the summer. And apparently the SEC issued something called a Wells Notice, which indicates that securities infraction has taken place. So, kick is in trouble for launching their cryptocurrency, Ken, it sure looks like, and the CEO is not happy about that. And he's saying, actually, that they are not a security, they are a currency. Because um, the, the Ken cryptocurrency is being used to give out to users for completing microtests, and then people can use it to buy gift cards. Uh, and also, it's being used in like the social features. Like I guess people could send it to each other inside the kick app which was the original intention but basically the ceo ted livingston of kick is saying hey this is a currency this is not a security well that's been the battle the whole time the fact that they raised a hundred million dollars and that went into their pockets pretty much for the token that indicates it's a security pretty much under the sec definition that's a security and i don't think i don't see how they're going to get out of this and basically the theme that's been going on over and over is that if an ICO raises a significant amount of money like this, the SEC will come after them. The SEC said, without any shadow of a doubt, and it's right here in the article on Crypto.iq, uh, the SEC chairman, Jay Clayton, said, I believe every ICO I've seen is a security. And according to the their definition, it really is. Uh, their definition of a crypto security is if um, a company sold a token and they got money in exchange for the token and people bought the token as an investment, that's pretty much a security. So, I would believe that I don't see any way for KIK, the kick app, to get out of this. And they're probably going to have to deal with it. So, the SEC is coming after them. But they're not the only ones. It's happening on a broad scale. We've seen many different SEC enforcement actions this year. Uh, the biggest ones so far have been Paragon PRG, which was like a marijuana um, platform and token. And then also Airfox AIR. Those ones, like, the SEC actually issued a ruling, and it was like, a, the fine was like $250,000 for each token, for each company behind the token, but the worst part was they said if investors want to get their money back, they must refund the money, 
And, like, the value of those tokens went way below the ICO price. Like every other ICO, pretty much. So the, I don't see how Paragon or Airfox is going to survive that. I think they're still around, though. But, yeah, basically the SEC said this will probably be their model going forward, and this could happen to kick. They could say, hey, and just the speculation, this news coming out that the SEC is coming after them could cause their token price to go down. And then the SEC will, might issue a statement. It might happen. This is a speculation that they have to return the funds to the investors. If that happens... And the token price has already gone down from the SEC enforcement. And then, of course, the investors will want to get their money back. And that could cause, you know, almost a bankruptcy. Maybe not, because I think KIK is like a big app all by itself. But, you know, it could cause them to lose most of that money. So the ICO space is not looking good. The response from the crypto space has been to launch security token offerings, STOs. Apparently, they follow more legal protocols. Like, when you do an STO, like, I actually um, played around with Polymath's platform. Polymath's like an STO launching platform. They actually have a coin, too, Polymath. But you actually need, like, a team of lawyers. Like, that's part of the launching an STO. You get a team of lawyers, and you find the loophole. But I think overall, like, if an STO raised a ton of money, it's possible the SEC would come after them just like it's an ICO. We'll have to see how that unfolds. There's, I have not seen any cases you have an STO being attacked, to be fair. So another ICO that happened like in the past few days was um, BitTorrent. BitTorrent's a popular peer-to-peer -peer, uh, file sharing service, torrenting, and torrenting was popular many, many years ago and still is. It's basically like there's a peer-to-peer -peer network that shares a file and that's how people download movies and stuff, basically kind of illegally usually. I guess it could be used for legal purposes too. Why not? But most of the time it's people, you know, pirating stuff. But anyways, they launched a token, BitTorrent token, BTT, and the ICO only took about 15 minutes on Binance, and they said it would have only taken like one minute if the website didn't bug out from the heavy load. I think this might be a problem with the SEC in the future, I'm just speculating, but BitTorrent's already kind of like scrutinized, and also all the other torrenting sites for like, you know, the pirating aspects, and now they've launched an ICO. I'm sure this was off-limits for United States customers, but literally it just takes like one undercover agent from the SEC to buy tokens to prove that it was available sort of thing, and that's like kind of the theme we've seen in the crypto space with enforcement. Undercover agents have bought cryptocurrency from platforms and also from, you know, any sort of crypto thing, also investment securities. It literally, like, they could just have one agent buy the BitTorrent token during that ICO, and then boom, they got a case. Well, that's just total speculation. Hopefully that didn't happen, but I think it's very risky to be launching ICOs nowadays. It's still happening, apparently, even right now, after all this enforcement that we've seen. And keep in mind, this enforcement has, like, totally caused the crypto market gap to decline hundreds of billions of dollars. I mean, that's part of the reason. Part of it was the CME Bitcoin futures introducing tremendous short-selling pressure. But then Ethereum has declined relative to Bitcoin big time, too. And that's because a lot of the ICOs on the platform have been you know, enforced by the SEC. And the SEC kind of has a right to do this because a lot of the ICOs ended up scamming the customers, even the legitimate ones, because they would sell the tokens at a certain value and the investors lost lots of money because in the end, there's only like hundreds of users, even on the major D apps, maybe up to a thousand users per day at the most on a random day. But yeah, these uh, D apps have not been used as much as people thought they would, but they got tremendous amounts of money compared to how many users, uh, they ended up getting, and they didn't really generate any profits. I have not really seen a good ICO success story yet. 
at least not a major cryptocurrency. So the SEC kind of stepped in and was like, we're going to stop this. A lot of investors are losing money. But yet, we're still seeing ICOs happen. We That kick ICO happened with the Ken. Now BitTorrent launched an ICO, and I bet it's going to keep happening. So that's all we have for you today on this January 30th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and market analysis, and go to Crypto.IQ every day and you will see the most original and important stories from our expert crypto writers and also join the crypto.iq trading desk uh we have the top traders in the industry here even in this bear market they have made 249 percent profit since july so despite everyone else losing money pretty much the crypto.iq traders have made money and if you join the trading desk you can actually talk to them one-on-one and now there's a 14-day trial it doesn't even cost you anything to get started with this so you can talk to those traders one-on-one and they'll teach you their secrets pretty much they post their analysis all day and you can ask them questions they'll answer every one of your questions this is the easiest and best way and the most efficient way of becoming a top crypto trader and there's a 14-day free trial like i said so you can just try it out and i'm sure you'll be happy with it all right so come back tomorrow this is your space marine signing out i remain in space